Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt. Welcome back to the Brothers Brand Podcast. Episode 116 right now, just churning and burning, baby, uh, through this glorious podcast, The Brothers Brand. And we got a special one today, Rick, a very, very, very special one. And I'm just going to say, we haven't even discussed the title, but I'm going, welcome to Pine Valley. Absolutely, Rob. Welcome to Pine Valley, Many of the Brothers Brandt podcast listeners are golf enthusiasts, and we are both rocking our PV swag, which is the number one golf club in the world, Rob. This course is ranked top of the list in all your charts, in all your Golf Digest, Golf Weekly, any magazine that talks about best courses in the world. Pine Valley in some Southwest New Jersey, Rob, Clemington, New Jersey is home to the greatest golf course there is. And you, you had the opportunity to play all 18 holes recently. And we are going to dive deep into that legendary round of golf. And, and don't forget the short course. I played a little bit of the short course, played like three holes on the short course before we had to go. Rob, there's two golf courses in the world that you and I have discussed for many, many years that if an invitation is bestowed upon either of us, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what your location is, but you drop everything at that given moment and you make sure that you are on time for your tea time. And I am proud of all that you've done. We've talked about it on the Brothers Brand podcast. Follow up, follow up, follow up. These are keys to success in life and they're keys to success in achieving some memorable sports memories that you just recently encountered. Yeah, Rick, you nailed it. 
Um, fortune's in the follow-up. You and I both work in sales. We know what that's like. And, you know, you meet some great people in life and uh, some people just meet them and, you know, that's, that's how long they hang with them, right? They just have that interaction. They have that time. But you and I, time and time again, just love staying in touch with people with the friendly text. Um, how you doing? Was just thinking of you. And that's really how this whole thing started. And I, I'm still floored and in shock that I played. I'm just going to say it not well, but I played the number one golf course in the world. Yeah. In case you're wondering, listeners, the other course is Augusta National, home of the Masters Golf Tournament. That invitation is somewhere in the mail. It hasn't arrived yet. But Rob, you met a gentleman who is a member of Pine Valley. I've had the honor of getting a chance to meet and chat with him a little bit myself. But you have fortunately live in very close proximities to Pine Valley, where at any given moment, you can be there within 15, 20 minutes. So um, you got the invitation. You were following up for years, staying in contact. That's right, listeners. I said years. This man had a mission, a life objective, and he just checked it off the list. And now let's talk about Pine Valley and its history, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, we could talk about the history. I want to talk about how it all unfolded just to give people more context to the story. And the uh, more details, the better. So before we get to any historical data here, let's yeah. hear about how this played out. So um, I met an amazing gentleman, uh, a member of PV and uh, at the Masters. And, uh, you know, he was rocking PV swag. And I live 15, 20 minutes away from Pine Valley. And just being a golf fan and a sports fan, I've known that as like the, the mecca of golf. Like that is the number one golf course in the world. Uh, always number one in the United States. And whenever I see the iconic Pine Valley logo, I'm going to drum up a conversation. And I met multiple people from Pine Va that were members of Pine Valley that day. And uh, there was one in particular that stuck out and him and I just hit it off. And he asked me, you know, um, have you ever played? And I, I was just like, no, it would be a, it would be a dream of mine. And I think that's one thing is just letting people know your dreams and like, just it'd be a dream come true for me to play that. It would be once in a lifetime. And uh, we exchanged numbers and we stayed in touch. And over the course of two years, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd text him. I'd say, hey, how you doing? Was just thinking of you watching this uh, tournament. And he'd text me back and then he would do the same thing. And we would just keep going back and forth. And I'd be like, hey, let me know when you're in South Jersey. We'd love to grab a drink with you and hang out. And uh, just a really cool dude. And it was this past Saturday that I look at my cell phone and I get a random text from the member. <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning, just going, Hey, are you in town? Uh, I would love to grab a drink with you at Pine Valley. And so at eight o'clock, I was like, cool, we're going to grab a drink there. That's, that's good enough. Like to me, I was going to say that would be cool, right. To grab a drink at the bar PV, maybe grab some food. That's it. Um, and I was dead set on that. And then I went out to go play a round of golf with some buddies. So this was at eight at 10 30 at a tea time. Uh, awesome golf course in here called Riverwinds, right on the right on the uh, Delaware River, facing city of Philadelphia. Check it out, Ron Jaworski course. Quick plug, but I get a phone call from the member, 
at like 1026, like right before we're about to tee off. And in my cart, I'm talking to my buddy and I just go, yeah, so I'm going to go to PV tomorrow, probably get a drink or maybe tonight go and get a drink. And I get a phone call from said member and, and I go, sorry, Jack, I got to take this. And he goes, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And I take it and uh, the three of them get out to the tee box and are teeing, about to tee off. And, uh, and the member just goes, hey, hey, Rob, so here's the deal. Uh, my flight, I know we were going to get a drink, but my flight got delayed. So I'm actually going to be flying out in the afternoon tomorrow. So it actually opened up uh, some time for me to play a round of golf. Um, do you want me to set up a tee time for 7.20? And I was just like, absolutely. <laughs> and he set it up for 7.20. And uh, I go to the tee box. And at this point, all my buddies like, were aware that I was going to PV. But when they heard my reaction and like saw my glow, one of them just immediately just gives me the, I effing hate you because <laughs> he's a really good golfer and he knew what just happened, but he gave me a big hug. And then I, the other ones were just dabbing me up and I go, I'm playing PV tomorrow. <laughs> and, unreal. Yeah, it was unreal. So, you know, that's, that's what happened. And, and uh, we'll get into actually like, Sunday and, and the details of Sunday, but let's talk about the history. Well, absolutely. There's a lot to unpack there. And I think history is why you and I and the entire golfing world is mesmerized by Pine Valley. So as I mentioned at the top of the podcast here, this golf course is not located on the shores of Pebble Beach, California. No, it is located in the pine needles of southern New Jersey near the Clemington Amusement Park, Rob. And it was George Crump himself, that C-R-U-M-P, George Crump, in 1913, first began working on Pine Valley, the golf club itself, and the course, designing it. It was basically in between Atlantic City and the city of Philadelphia, where a lot of successful businessmen and um, entrepreneurs and successful athletes and famous individuals would commute to and from. You got to remember, a hundred years ago, the country was not built out the way it is now. It was really up in the Northeast where the colonies got started. And Atlantic City was one of the biggest thriving cities in the entire country for the United States. And then on top of that, Philadelphia had all the history, the Declaration of Independence and Benjamin Franklin. So these were two primary locations and smack dab in the middle of that in Southern New Jersey was what would become Pine Valley Golf Club. So Rob, that was in 1913. And a lot has transpired over the years that's given it its lore. So the membership, Rob, is exclusive. It is the creme of the creme, okay? It is as classy as it gets. If you think about presidents, if you think about uh, premier athletes, golfers, Hollywood superstars, some of the most successful business people in the world, they are members at Pine Valley, not Augusta National Golf Club, Pine Valley. So it, it's the number one, Rob. It's the GOAT. And 
On top of that, Rob, I'll just give you listeners a few more things here. It's very private. And what I mean by that is unless you're Rob Brandt and you know a member and you get an invitation, there is no way that you are stepping on that course and teeing it up. Only members play the course and only members can invite outsiders onto the course. And as we've been talking about, you got that opportunity. But before the internet existed, Rob, it was darn near impossible to find the location of Pine Valley. There was no GPS address to plug into your smartphone and to take you to the gates of Pine Valley. No, Rob, it was just this mystery. Where was it located? And I can tell you, Rob, being that you and I went back in 2019 to the Crump Cup, which I'll mention in just a minute, you and I went to Pine Valley back in 2019. We GPSed it and we got there eventually. But if we didn't have the GPS, we would not have found that place. It's so secluded. Yeah, it's, you know, the Clementon Amusement Park. One, you know, it, it, it's like this janky amusement park with like, I don't know, five, five or six uh, uh, water slides. It's the water park, right? Um, and by a CVS and like a, a dilapidated uh, <laughs> strip mall. Like, Rick, I actually drove in the strip mall on Sunday just to see what was in there. And there was no big names. There was no anchor stores in this strip mall. Rob, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you it straight. I'm going to tell it to the listeners. I was working for an, a company back in 20, geez, maybe 2016, 2017. And I actually ended up going to that amusement park with some clients. And I had no idea that I was less than a mile away from Pine Valley, the most famous golf club in the entire world. That's how secluded this place yeah. is. And you go and, and, and you go down the road, like you, you go down this road and, and it's like a dead end. It feels like a dead end road. It's like 25 miles per hour. You know, there's uh, ranch, small ranch homes, very small ranch homes on the left-hand side. And then the right-hand side is just railroad tracks. So, uh, you know, you're going down this road and you're like, where is this taking me? And then it takes you to this uh, gravel parking lot and, and, and a dead ends there at the gravel parking lot. And then to the right is uh, crossing the railroad tracks with a very small, you know, railroad track crossing. And there you have Pine Valley. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I don't really actually think it probably was a joke, but you feel like you're going down the, this road and like, you might get whacked, you know, you just feel like uh, this could hey. be the end. And what's funny about it is Al Capone one of the most famous drug gambling crime individuals in the history of our country actually owned a home that was in walking distance to Pine Valley. I'm not going to lie, Rob. I actually drove to the house up the private driveway, scouted it out not too many few years ago, and it is secluded. It's scary. It's scary, especially probably at night. But yeah. um, man, it is like desolate back there. Yeah, and it's tucked away. And, and there's an awesome YouTube video, nine minute long, that goes through the, all the holes 
and talks about, uh, you know, it, really intimidating actually. And I was watching that on replay on Saturday, night, <laughs> which, which I don't know was good or bad for my golf game. Now looking back at it, it was probably horrific because I was just so intimidated for the first three holes. Like I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. You must've been freaking out, Rob. So yeah. you got a chance to play. Let's um, I want to talk a little bit about the crumb cup and things, but let's hear about the round. Let's hear about what took place when you got there and, and, and then walk us through the course and some of the holes. There's a, there's a famous yeah. par three. I want to hear the details. Yeah. So, um, gotta, you know, it's, it's, it was all so amazing. I was in awe the whole time, like smiling from ear to ear and, uh, we get there and tea times at seven twenty. I get to his cabin. So they, they have a house on the, on the, um, on the estate. And, uh, I went there, met up, and then we went to the, uh, the driving range and Rick, like, I mean, you and I know what it's like to be at the masters with dew on the ground and, and, and mist coming up from the water and like, you know, crack of dawn. And that's what it was. Like the sun was just coming up, dew was on the ground. And, uh, the member and I were the only ones out there just striping balls in the driving range. And the driving range was pristine, like be breathtaking, beautiful. Um, I, I left a couple divots there and uh, <laughs> you know, made my mark. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was fantastic. We had so much fun. And, and then we made our way over to the course and uh, we got a caddy. So the caddy was holding his bag and my bag and great caddy, funny, uh, so helpful. I, I would have been lost without him on this course. Need him. And the first You're lost on most courses, just for the record, you put me on a Muni course. I'm lost. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so we go to the tee box and, and I have to disclose this when, when the member made the, made the tee time, he's, he's used to playing with guys that are like scratch golfers and all these amazing guys. And I was like, Hey, I just want to, I just got to warn you. Like I'm like a 90, 95 kind of golfer guy. <laughs> and, he, and that's on a Muni course. And he just, and he's like, all right, man, well, you know, have some fun. We'll pick up if we need to. And um, you know, I'm not even ashamed to admit it. I picked up a couple of times. It was just really tough. Took a, took a newspaper seven. Uh, but I, uh, the first hole uh, you know, you, you have the, you have the patch of patch of sand in front of you and then you come up and I, I was a little nervous sliced one into the woods uh and then he was like all right breakfast ball right there and then I hit one uh through the sand and it popped up on the fairway and and uh, he was like all right now we're getting rolling and he's of course stripes one right up the middle like no problem <laughs> he plays this course all the time he played the course in that weekend he played it. This would be his fifth time. He played two rounds of 36 and then this was 18 for him. So <laughs> this would be his fifth time. And then uh, when you come up to one, uh, you know, what's so crazy about it, Rick is one, it's beautiful. It's pristine. Not a lot of people play it. So the maintenance is unbelievable. The, the budget for maintenance is like, is beautiful. It's gorgeous. But you know, they described it as uh, it's a um, it's a uh, sand trap with patches of grass. And the, uh, I'm going to mispronounce the word, but undulation, uh, the, the, you got it. Perfect. You got it. Nailed it. So you come up one and once you get on the fairway, then you're facing like these bunkers right in front of you, pretty intimidating. And you have to put it on the green. Like if you do not put it on the green, you're screwed because this, the green is on a plateau and it goes up about like 15 feet and it's a sharp decline. And, uh, I, I put it not up on the green 
and it faded off the right side. And then you have to, I mean, you have to be a really great golfer to, you know, you're the ball, you're, you're you swing it up and like, you know, your feet are all thrown off and you got to put it up there. So I put it up there and onto the green, but then it rolled off the other side. <laughs> and then, and then I look at Bill and I just go, that was already like four shots for me to make that happen. Five, if you count my breakfast ball. And I go, Hey Bill, we're just going to pick this one up. We're going to get moving to number two. <laughs> he goes, yeah, sounds good. No worries. Cause we're the rabbits. We had to start the day off strong. So anyway, uh, so we get to number two and, uh, and then I, uh, uh, two is two is the iconic welcome to Pine Valley because you're kind of in the woods. You got a tight tee box and then you hit it. Uh, you hit it into the, you have to go over sand and then you hit it into the fairway. Um, but you're still like, you know, two, if you hit it like 350 yards, like still you have this wall of bunkers. You have a wall, like a straight up wall, like 30 feet of bunkers of these patches of bunkers. And then the greens on top of that. And then you can't hit it too far because it'll go off into these other bunkers. And uh, I, I hit mine up the middle. So I hit mine up the middle and, and it uh, wasn't a huge drive, but had to, had to put it in the fairway. And then I, I chip it just a little bit more to get it closer to the bunkers. And I chip that. And then I don't, I don't know how far the green goes. So like, I didn't want to blast it over the green and end up in these other bunkers. So I kind of like hit it short, but I hit it too short and it hit like the top bunker. And the thing about this wall of bunkers is you're not at a muni course where uh, it's just like the bunkers and that's it. The, you actually have a wall. So if you're picturing the wall of bunkers and then, this, and then it's not like it just like the, the grass fades there, it like lips over like a roof. So like the grass lips over like a roof. So you have to get it like over that. You can't like, you know, ride it up the bunker and then like get it out. Right. So you got to like perfectly chip it over that. So then I take a couple of hacks, <laughs> took like two hacks in there, got it up on like the third one and then, uh, and then uh, two putted. So I, I was at, it was a mess. It was, it was an absolute mess, but I got to pause you here, Rob. I got to pause you here. I just need to disclose that Rob brand is not actually that bad at golf. Rob is in his early stages I mean, let's think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Call him 30 years old. He's still got another 50, 60 years of hopefully playing the great game of golf. He's in its infancy. It's only been I, a handful of years with clubs in his hands. You He's know, learning. Exactly. And I got my first lesson like a month ago. Um, and, and, and I actually went back, Rick, and looked at all the golf. This is going to make all the golfers cringe on this, right? <laughs> because We're going to lose some followers because of this. But um, I went back and looked at all the golf courses I played and not counting multiple times that I've played them. And I've only played about 20 golf courses in my lifetime, <laughs> one of which being Pine Valley. <laughs> How you did that, if you just decided to retire from the game of golf right now, I don't think anybody would blame you. But at the same time, you got the you bug know, now. You're, you're not yeah. going anywhere. So, you know, I don't want to go hole by hole. We'll be here for, you know, a, we'll, be, we'll be here for an hour. But things started to straighten up on the, on the, on the three and then four. Uh, was really cool. Um, Hell's Half Acre. I can't remember. I think that's four. So uh, I think four is Hell's Half Acre. Um, or it might be, no, it might be the sixth hole that Hell's Half Acre is. But that's that was really cool. I almost got past it, but it got into the sand right there. 
Um, and then four, I did really well on, I think I double bogeyed four, um, which was great, uh, which is a win for me, man. Like, you know, <laughs> huge. That's win. like a birdie. And what, what's unique is at four, you can come off and go into the clubhouse and grab a drink and all that. So we just grabbed some waters at the clubhouse. Typically, then, uh, guests at that point will pick up some aspirins because they're already getting their butts kicked. I wouldn't um, have been surprised if you picked up a few of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was pounding Motrin, but I brought that. Um, and then five, five, you're right next to the clubhouse and you're right next to this, um, this guest house. And it's like a dorm. It's really like a dormitory for guests. When they stay there, there's probably about like, I think, uh, the member was saying there's like 15 rooms and then there's, then there's like a dorm room set up. There's 15 really nice hotel rooms there for guests out of towners. And then, uh, attached to that, is an older style setup where it's like a dorm room where you have community showers at the end. <laughs> um, See, that's that would be cool if you know you ever get a chance to get back on property. That would be a cool thing to get the behind the scenes tour of. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I did get an amazing tour. I mean, one grateful to just be there and play the course, but you know, the the member took me all around afterwards, and we played a couple of holes on the on the short course that they have that we'll talk about, but. Going back to the course, five, uh, five is known as the hardest par three in all of golf. Like it's the hardest par three in golf. And uh, it's like a 226 par th- yard par three. Um, you're on a hill. There's a river below you. Uh, but then you're shooting onto another hill. If you go to the left of the green, there's like 10 bunkers right there scattered. If you go to the right, it's a massive hill that just drops off. So um, where did I go? To the right, of course. Uh, hit a, hit like a, a little, uh, uh, not a fade, or I guess a fade, right? Or a slice or... Uh, so. Depends which way you're coming from. Yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, anyway, fell off, fell off the ledge there. And uh, it, was, it was not pretty on five. But what was funny is when we made it to six, six and seven, the member looks at me and he pats me on the back and he goes, all right, man. Don't worry about it. We're done with the we're done with the miniature golf stuff over here. Um, these other holes aren't as bad as the as the front six or front five. <laughs> he goes, we'll start playing some golf now. <laughs> so so you make the turn. You make the turn. Well, you guys are having a great time. Well, well, on hole eight, you go. Well, you go. What's what was cool is I found myself in the sand a lot. I nicknamed myself. You usually don't give yourself nicknames, but I nicknamed myself uh, the Sandman, Mariana Rivera um style <laughs> but i wasn't closing anything out <laughs> um but when you're in the sand they don't have any rakes there so you have to kind of like move your foot over the um the sand to kind of even it out for the next person so i was doing a little bit of that but on hole number eight um that's kind of the turn right there they don't have your typical nine go back to the clubhouse they have this uh water tower that's converted into like a belgian style windmill and it's super small, super tight in there, fits like seven, eight people max. And it's their snack shop, beer shop, all that good stuff. And uh, Bill was like, let's grab some, be- let's grab some beers. So I grabbed a beer in there, uh, loosened up a little bit. Um, and then coming down on nine uh, felt better. And then 10 was where, 10 was where I-, I, could, I could call it quits right now and be totally fine with that, Rick. Um, 10 is a par three. And if you watch that nine minute YouTube clip, 
Um, it shows you it's a short par three, 150 yards, 160 yards. Um, you got a bunker to the left, big green bunker to the left. And then you have this bunker in front of the green uh, that is not a bunker. It is a hole. And it is known, uh, sorry for the language, but it's known at, we're in South Jersey, the Jersey devil, you know, rumors, myth. They call it the devil's asshole. And it goes down eight feet, eight, maybe even 10 feet down. And there's like a small staircase to get down into it. And it's, you can't really have more than you, like you can only go down there alone. You can't have two people in this bunker. Um, and, and on this hole, I, the caddy was phenomenal. I went to grab an iron and he goes, what are you shooting? And I told him the iron. He goes, absolutely not. You will use this. He goes, trust your club. And he was, more or less like be the ball Danny from Caddyshack and pured it, hit it right up onto the green. I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Let's go. Like, cause I was so nervous about one bunker. And then I was like, I, I don't want to get in the devil's asshole. <laughs> and, and so I'm on the green, the members on the green and he goes, uh, uh, we're going, uh, we're, we're walking up and he goes, you know, you're not leaving Pine Valley without getting down there in that pit, right? <laughs> and he was like, why don't you take a couple of hacks trying to get out of that? So I have a video of myself taking a couple of hacks of unsuccessfully trying to get out of the devil's asshole. Um, That's really cool. He let you go in there and uh, yeah. have some fun in there. It sounds yeah. like you guys just had a blast that day. Yeah, we were having so much fun. And the member was so great. Um, I think right off the bat, he knew I wasn't that great of a golfer. I, I told him I wasn't. And uh He's like, dude, we're just here to have some fun, man. I, I've, he goes, I've played, I've played, you know, four rounds already. I'm, I'm good. Like we, we can just, met, we can just have some fun. Um, Very and then, cool. So on, on hole number 10, I was about, was about 30 feet away from the hole and the caddy saved my butt. He literally was like, all right, put it here. And he told me like exactly where to put it. And it was probably like six or seven feet away from the hole. It was like, it's going to break. Just put it right here and put it there with a firm pace. And at first I was like, oh no, oh no. Cause it, it didn't look like it was gonna catch anything. And both the member and the caddy were like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't know yet, don't, don't know yet. And hit that spot, took a turn and ended up about two feet from the hole. And they were freaking out, they were loving it. I was like, oh my God, let's go. And both of them were like, hey, it's a gimme. We'll give that to you a par on this one. Just take it. And I was like, no, I have to get, I have to do this. Even if it's a bogey, I have to do it. And knocked in the two footer and just let out this big roar. Like I won the, won the crump cup. Uh, oh man. You know, oh man. That is so cool that you did that. I love that of all the holes. That's the one you played the best on. Yeah. That will be a yeah. memory that you and our listeners yeah. will never forget. Yep. And uh, we played the, the, the rest of it, you know, 11 through 18. And what was really cool, uh, the member was explaining to me when we got up to um, 15, I played really well. Um, you go over some water, had a great shot, um, but it's like, it's like 600 yards to the, to the pin. And uh, yeah, anyway, I, I played well on that one, but uh, probably, I think I got like a double bogey. So that's well for me. And um, 18 was very cool because when you're on 18's tee box, 
it's the only golf course in the world where um, the 18 tee box is there, the 11 tee box is right next to it, the, and then the 10 is right there, and then the 17 green is, or yeah, sorry, the 11 and the 10 green is there, and then the 17th green is there. So it's like these four meeting spots. And he was saying during tournaments and the father-son tournament, it is just packed here. Like, you know, you got a foursome going off here, a foursome go- pl- finishing up there, a foursome finishing up here. And just like, it's loud. Like people are excited for the finishes on the green and, you know, trying to be respectful of everybody's tee shots too. <laughs> right? um, but it was really cool. And then when we finished up, um, we shook hands and he goes, Rob, I kept my word. And he goes, I just want you to remember that. And I go, absolutely, Bill, you kept your word. And it was two years in the making. He goes, what was this, two or three years in the making? And I was like, it was, it was two. And he goes, kept my word. Just remember that. It was a lot Very- of fun playing with you today. And we exchanged texts and all that stuff. And yeah, just super, super grateful for the opportunity. He took me around, showed me the short course. We played uh, the short course. They have a smaller course there. Um, and we played uh, the hole number 10 again. Got a par on that one too. And it, was, it wasn't that much shorter. It was like 125 yards and I got a par. So. Was the hole deeper in that one? No, it was not as, it was not as deep as the, uh, as the course. Really special. I remember you and I went to the Crump Cup years ago and we got a chance to stand in that um, bunker, that pit, that hazard, whatever you want to call it. The devil's together. asshole. Yeah. As you so eloquently put it here on the Brothers Brand Podcast. And um, I want to talk to the listeners about the Crump Cup. We've alluded to it now for a little while here, and it is a tournament for amateurs. So it is an exclusive tournament for amateurs. You have to be invited by the membership to participate in this. And there's amateurs that are young, 20-something, 30-year-old amateurs. And then sometimes there's 40, 50, 60-year-old amateurs involved in this. So it runs the gamut. It was first started in 1922. Yes, that's correct. This year will be the 100th anniversary of its inception, 2022, coming up this September. It's played on the last Sunday of September. And what's really cool, Rob and I found out about this and we made sure we were a part of it, but they open it up to the public on that final Sunday in the afternoon for just about two or three hours. And you and I, Rob, we went thinking that there was going to be tens of thousands of people. Well, I guess it was so unknown that there was only a hundred, 200, maybe 300 people tops that day there. And it was picture perfect. And you have to make a little donation to the uh, youth athletic program they have there in Clementon. Uh, you have to park your car at the nearby amusement park and they shuttle bus you on the yellow buses about 10 minutes from their parking lot to the entrance area where there's a little grill and some hamburgers and hot dogs and a few candies being sold again to benefit the youth programs. Yeah. And then when yep. they let you on, there's actually no ropes. There's no gallery guards. There's 
nothing stopping you from walking along the fairways and onto the greens and the checking out the tee boxes. You and I cherish that day. And we both said, we got to come back. And you came back. Kudos to you for teeing it up. I just want to hear last, before we wrap things up here on the Brothers Brandt podcast, tell our listeners about the clubhouse. Um, yeah, the, the clubhouse is no frills. Like it's, it's nothing crazy, um, but it's the same clubhouse that was built in 1913 and slight modifications here and there uh, built to last. You walk into the clubhouse and like when I was walking, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, this is crazy. Um, I walk into the clubhouse. The first thing you see is the bar. So you got the bar right in front of you. Go up, grab a drink, all that stuff. And then um, to the right, you have like this sitting area in there with a fire pit and pictures up of everything. Uh, of like the history of the club and like the befores and the afters and how the holes were modified. And dude. The, the member showed me uh, 18 and he's like, Rob, we just came off 18. Look at what it looked like in 1925. And it was just straight up sand up until this uh, plateau of green grass. And he's like, that's a legit picture from 1925. And I go, I love it. How the heck were they playing like that? Um, and, then, and, then, and then they also have these plates. And this is what was really cool is they have trophies at the club, but when they have tournaments, the winner gets a plate, like a, like a dinner plate. And uh, in the actual like plate itself is a picture of like an iconic hole and all that. And it's like, you play uh, to win these plates. And the member that I was with won like seven of them. So he's won a lot. Um, but you go in and you're in this little sitting area and then you go to the right and there's the pro shop and the pro shop is this is super small super tiny like i don't even know like there probably like 20 people could fit in there max at a time uh maybe only 10 like it's actually, like smaller probably than a bedroom yeah it's like a bedroom and yeah you're right and and it's just got all the gear there swag there and uh that was the that was one of the fastest times i've spent 700 dollars on swag and got to do it Got to do it. If you're ever in Pine Valley pro shop, you will spend a lot of money and it'll be one of the best well-spent purchases of your life. Rob, you look fantastic in your PV swag. I think our listeners have just absolutely been in awe of these details, getting us behind the. Well, well, hold on. Hold on. I want to say that we went to the, we went to the locker room and the locker room was, I mean, it's just like a locker room. It's just lockers and all that stuff. And then, uh, but the lockers were so funny. It was like, I, I felt like I was in a time warp back to like the 1940s with like the lockers. Cause they weren't like your high school lockers where you can't see inside of them. They were like a mesh kind of locker. So you could see everyone's stuff inside of it. I mean, I was, nothing's going to happen, but it was just funny that they had that um, there. And I was just, I was just laughing about that. I was like, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. They probably take you back in the time being on the property. You just feel like you're not even on planet earth. You're like, where am I right now? This is so you're surreal. Deep in the woods of South Jersey at the number one golf course in the world. You were there. We hope all of our listeners get a chance to check out the crumb cup one year. 
in their lifetime. That is a special, special treat. Uh, you won't regret it. And uh, maybe, just maybe, they'll get the opportunity that you had of playing it at Pine Valley, Rob. Congratulations, my friend. Episode 116, welcome to Pine Valley. Thanks for uh listening, everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.